Amen. Let's just take a few more moments and just worship the Lord. Go ahead and lift your hands if they're not already raised, your voice. God, we love you, Jesus. We worship you. We praise you. We magnify you. God, you are so good to your people. You are so good. You are the mighty God, the everlasting Father. We feel your presence even now, God. We feel your power even now, God. We feel your spirit even now because your spirit is within us, God. I thank you in advance for everything you're about to do. I thank you in advance for every miracle you're about to pour out. I thank you in advance for every blessing we're about to receive, God. I've got high expectation in my heart and in my spirit, Lord God. I've come expecting in this service today. I've come expecting a mighty outpouring. I've come expecting, Lord God, to receive from you. I've come expecting, God, God, to experience a divine touch, a divine touch. And God, I just thank you and I praise you and I worship you, Lord God, for who you are. I worship you for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen, amen, amen. I want to talk uh, today I feel led of the Lord to talk about the mighty works of the Lord. Amen. The mighty works of the Lord. It's, it's important, I believe it's important to remember, uh, especially during this time of pandemics and sickness and uh, fear in the lives of some and the, the concern and the confusion and, and just, uh, just everything that's going on around us. It's, it's important that we remember that our God is still in control and that our God is still absolutely in control of all things. God still has all power in heaven and in earth. Listen, do not think for one minute that God has taken a back seat to the politicians during this time. Don't think for one minute that God is watching Fox News every night in order to get direction for what he should do the next day. Don't think for a minute that God is confused. Don't think for a minute that God is without direction. Don't think for a minute that God is powerless during this time. Hear me, hear me. I know we've been receiving a lot of negative news lately. And I know we have been, uh, we may have been ingesting a lot of words and thoughts and reports that are filled with fear and trepidation and the unknown and confusion. So let me combat those words with the word of the Lord. Let me come against some of those words with the word of the Lord today. For somebody watching this, this service needs to be reminded of the fact that the book still says this, Psalms chapter 115 and verse 3. Hear the word of the Lord. But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Oh, hallelujah. Our God is still God, and he will do whatsoever he pleases to do. Psalms chapter 135 and verse 5. For I know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. Hear the word right now, verse 6. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, whatsoever the Lord desired to do, whatsoever the Lord pleased to, was pleased to do, that did he in heaven and that did he in earth and in the seas and in all the deep places. Somebody needs to get a word right now. The Lord is going to do whatever he pleases to do and he's going 
going to do it in the heavens, and he's going to do it in the earth, and he's going to do it in the seas, and he's going to do it in the deep places. In other words, wherever there is uh, uh, the ability to work, God is going to work and accomplish whatever he pleases to accomplish. Why? Because he's still in control. I said he's still in control. Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 24, the Lord of hosts hath sworn, saying, surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. He said, if I think it, it's going to come to pass. And if I have purposed something to happen, then it is going to stand. Whatever I purpose to come to pass, it will stand. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter the craziness. It doesn't matter what everybody else is talking about. It doesn't matter what the government is doing. It doesn't matter what other countries are doing. It doesn't matter the lockdown, the pandemic. It None of those things matter. The Lord said, if I speak something, it's going to come to pass. And if I purpose something to be accomplished, he said, then that which I have purposed will stand and it will stand firm. Why? Because our God has all power and our God is still in control. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody, let your faith soar now. Let your faith build right now. Psalms chapter 22, verse 28. The Bible says, for the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the God governor or the ruler among all the nations. Oh, I know everybody's coming on and they're trying to give their two cents and they're trying to give direction and there's this person saying this and this person saying the other thing, but I'm here to tell you, at the end of the day, our God is the one who rules every nation, not just ours, but the entire world. Our God rules over all the nations. Job chapter 12 and verse 10 says, in whose hand, talking about God, it says, in whose hand is the soul of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. Get that now. In his hand is the soul of every living thing. You want to know he's in charge? I'll tell you he's in charge. He's got the soul of every living thing in his hand and he's got the breath of all mankind in his hand. My friend, he's in charge. You need to be reminded today that God is still in control and that is not stopped because of what our world is going through. That has not stopped because what our communities are facing right now. So the enemy, yes, he may be whispering to you and the news reports may be getting to you and the uncertainty of this hour may have begun to cause some panic or maybe even a little fear to begin to rise within you. So I've come to remind somebody under the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now, my God and your God is still in control. Our God is still on the throne. Our God God is still calling the shots. Our God still has all power. Our God is still working his work. Our God is still on our side. Our God is still fighting for us. Whatever we're facing, whatever we're going through, whatever we're going to have to go through, I'm here to tell you we're not going through this thing all by ourselves. We're not going through this thing with our own strength and our own ability. But God is with us and he's fighting for us because he's still in control. 
Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead and put your hands together right there in your in that living room. Go ahead and put your hands together and give God praise right now. If you know that he's God and that he's all in control and that he still reigns upon the heavens and the heaven is still his throne and the earth is still his footstool. Oh, we give you praise today, God, because we know you still have all power. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I'm glad to know my God is still in control. Oh, hallelujah. And I I needed to remind someone of that fact today because I felt very strongly in prayer the last couple days as as I've prayed and as I have uh, allowed the Lord to speak to my spirit about this service. I feel very strong that, that some of us may be allowing what is going on around us to get our eyes off of the power that is at work within us. We're getting so consumed and so bombarded and so caught up with all of the craziness that's going on around us that we've got, we've, we're allowing it to get our eyes off of the power that is within us. We hear reports of this amount of people getting sick and this amount of people dying. We watch the newscast talking about the worst of the worst and making it seem like it's happening everywhere to everybody. We, we hear negative prognosis and we hear disheartening predictions. And because of that, we feel ourselves getting lower and lower and weaker and weaker and more afraid by the day. But I've been sent to remind us of the fact that the same God that I just preached about that has all power in heaven and earth is the same God that still resides in you and the same God that still resides in me. He has not gone anywhere. He has not taken a vacation from us, but he's still within us. His power is still residing within us. The same God who has power over sickness is the same God that is living inside of us. The same God who has power over every single disease is the same God that's living on the inside of us. The same God who's never lost a battle is the same God that's living on the inside of you and I right now. And I've come to tell somebody it's absolutely essential during this time that we do not forget who we are in Christ. We cannot forget who we are in Christ. I know our schedules have changed. Most of the time I got to ask my wife what day it is. I kind of forget what day it is and all this is confusing and we're forgetting certain things but it's important that we do not forget who we are as Holy Ghost filled child of God. We cannot forget the power we possess through Christ. Oh hallelujah. It is absolutely necessary for you and for I and for me as believers to not allow all of the talk and all of the chaos and all of the noise that is surrounding us. We cannot allow all of that to zap our faith and to hinder our belief in that which God can do through us. Through us. For if our families... 
And if our homes and our communities and our world ever needed an apostolic church that was on fire and clicking on all cylinders like never before, they need that apostolic church to be at work now. If our world's ever needed someone who has a power within them that is greater than the pressure that's around them, they need that someone right now. And you are that someone. I said you are. If you've got the Holy Ghost, if you've repented, were baptized in his name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you are that someone. You are that one with apostolic power power within your veins. So hear me now. It's not time for us to bury our head in the covers. It's not time to start binge watching Netflix until all of this passes over. It's not time. It's not time to allow the narrative of sickness and disease to affect the level of our faith. No sir. No ma'am. But rather it's time we remember who we are as a child of the king. It's time we remember that we are a children we are the children of the Most High God and that we begin to go about our day once again with an understanding coursing through us. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You say, well, pastor, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to school. So what does it really matter? I'm here to tell you our world needs an apostolic church in this time, maybe more than they've ever needed it before. So in the context of our days, no matter what our days may look like there needs to be some apostolic believers who are going through your day with an un, with a with an undying understanding that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength whatever we may have to face the holy ghost is greater whatever situation you and I may have to go through the holy ghost within us is greater than that situation whatever struggle we may currently find ourselves in the Holy Ghost within us is greater than any struggle you and I will ever face oh hallelujah It's just possible somebody's watching this right now and you're in a hospital waiting room because a loved one is sick. I'm here to tell you, if you got the power of the Holy Ghost, I want want to remind you today the Holy Ghost within you is greater than that which is surrounding you right now. Somebody watching this isn't feeling well. Somebody watching this is in your home being quarantined because of some sickness in your body. I speak in the Holy Ghost right now that the Spirit of God within you is greater than than the sickness that has invaded your body. Come on, do not allow the enemy to strip this revelation from your mind. Do not allow the enemy of your soul to zap and pull and strip away from you the faith of God that is within you. You need to understand who you are and you need to walk around your day, all day, with an understanding. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I've got the Holy Ghost within me. And greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Oh, somebody said amen. Oh, hallelujah.
I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel faith building in somebody's heart right now. I feel faith building in somebody's home right now. Come on, right now, wherever you are, just reach out to him. I feel faith building right now. Somebody's believing that God can do what he said he can do. Somebody's believing that this word is true right now and that if God said it, he's going to do what he said he's going to do. I feel faith right now. Come on, somebody reach out to him. Come on, don't forget who you are. You're a child of the king. You're a child of the king. You've been blood bought, sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. You've got power coursing through your veins. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody needs to begin to rebuke the lies of the enemy right now. Somebody needs to begin to rebuke every lie of the enemy that's coming to tell you it's over. Somebody needs to rebuke the lie that's telling you it's no use. Just give up. We're not going to make it through this time. The church isn't going to make it through this time. The body of Christ isn't going to come on. I rebuke that in the name of the Lord. I rebuke that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The church of the living God is strong. The church of the living God is going to come out of this. This this local church, this body of believers, the greatest church in the whole world, we're not going to limp through this and barely make it, but there's going to be some people that come through this with an understanding, I am a child of the king, and death couldn't stop me, and sickness couldn't stop us, and pandemics couldn't stop us, No devil in hell can stop the church of the living God. Come on, somebody, let your faith soar right now. Come on, somebody, believe. Come on, somebody, believe that God can do what he said he can do. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. But in fact, as I prayed, as I prayed this week, for direction for this service today. I felt a strong prompting of the Spirit to remind the church of something that I've talked to us about, this local church I've talked to us about several times. But I felt the prompting, such a strong prompting of the Holy Ghost to remind us yet again. The Word of the Lord says in Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 11. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Man, I feel the power of the Lord right now. Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 11. Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and His Maker. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons. And now watch. And concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. Now get this. Get this. The Lord is telling us that we have the authority to command the work to be fulfilled that his hands have already accomplished and that his hands have already completed. Now what's this talking about? What does this mean? Jesus would say this in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 7. And as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There's a new kingdom. There's a new kingdom and it is at now. It is now. It is near. It is, be, it is upon us. And then he says in verse 8, because of that new kingdom, because this new kingdom is on the earth, uh, he said now I'm telling you to do some stuff and that those things are this. I want you to heal the sick and I want you to cleanse the leper and I want you to raise the dead and I want you to cast out devils because you've received something freely you have received so I want you to freely give what I have given to you 
Now get this now, and I need your minds for a moment, and as I hurry through this, but we once lived in a kingdom of sin. We once lived in a kingdom of death and sin and destruction when we were in the world, and and sin ruled and reigned in our lives. But when we repented of our sins and were baptized in Jesus' name for the washing away of those sins, and when we were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, we entered into a new kingdom where now we're no longer in the kingdom of darkness, but now we are in the kingdom of light. And let me just pause for a moment and speak to somebody right now. If you're living in darkness today, if you're living in bondage today, if you're living in the in sin and the, and the pain and the suffering that sin brings about in your life, you need to be obedient to the word of the Lord and you need to repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and to then be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues for when that happens when this new birth happens you are brought out of a kingdom of death and sin and darkness and you are placed into the kingdom of God and what a glorious and wonderful thing that it is this kingdom now where once the enemy ruled over our lives and the devil ruled and reigned in our lives and played us like a puppet in order to lead us down roads that could, where he could steal and kill and destroy us. But now we're in a new kingdom and this new kingdom has a new king and his name is Jesus. But the only thing that made this kingdom possible And the only thing that made it possible for you and I to be able to enter into this kingdom was the work of Christ at Calvary. The only thing that makes it possible is what Christ accomplished, the works of his hands at Calvary. For it was at Calvary that Jesus was punished so that you and I could be forgiven. It was at Calvary where Jesus was wounded so that you and I could be healed. It was at Calvary where Jesus was made sin with our sinfulness so that we might be made righteous with his righteousness. It was at Calvary where Jesus tasted death for us so that we could share in life with him. It was at Calvary where Jesus was made to be a curse so that you and I could receive the blessing. It was at Calvary where Jesus endured our poverty so that we could share in his abundance. It was at Calvary where Jesus would bear our shame so that we might share in his glory. It was at Calvary, my friend, where Jesus endured my rejection so that I could enjoy his acceptance. It was at Calvary where our old man was put to death in him so that the new man might come to life in us. That was the work of his hands. There was no one else that could do that work. There was no one else that could accomplish that work but God manifest in the flesh. And his name is Jesus. Jesus was the only one who could accomplish the work of Calvary. 
Is there anybody thankful for the wonderful work of Calvary? Is there anybody thankful for the shed blood today? Is there anybody thankful that he died for us, was buried for us, and rose again on the third day for us? That is the work of his hands in the word of the Lord. So now because of Calvary, because of his death, burial, and resurrection, because of what only he could do at Calvary, A new kingdom has been established that you and I can be a part of. And in that kingdom, hear me now, I'm hurrying, but hear me. In that kingdom, there is a certain power. That's why the Bible says in Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. When you get the Holy Ghost, it ushers you into this new kingdom. When you get into the new kingdom, you have power that you didn't previously possess. And in this kingdom, not only is there power, but there is a liberty and there is an authority to use the power that God has given us through the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Which now takes us back to what Isaiah was prophesying about, foretelling, foreshadowing. For when we dwell in his kingdom, we have the authority, hear me, to command the fulfillment of that which Christ has already accomplished at Calvary. That's why the book would say this, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 6. But one in a certain place testified saying, what is man, talking about you and I, that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him? Now watch, verse 7. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor. Now watch. And did set him over the works of thy hands. You set him over the works of your hands. Notice now, speaking of men, speaking of mankind, the Bible tells us that those who have been crowned, those who have been filled with God's glory, they have been set over or have been given authority over the works of his hands. Another translation would say that we have been given dominion over the works of his hands. Now, we got to get this today. It's so very important, especially in this time when so much negativity and so much attack of the enemy is coming against us. We need to be reminded of this revelation. God is the one who accomplished it at all. For without Calvary, we would not have anything. But at Calvary, his hands purchased, his hands accomplished everything, every single thing that mankind would ever need as it applies to their lives spiritually, as it applies to their lives physically, as it applies to their lives emotionally. And he accomplished everything that mankind would ever, ever need. And then God made this glory. He made it available to mankind as of Acts chapter 2 when he poured out his spirit upon the world. And then you and I, you, we who, are been, who have been filled with this glory, we who have been filled with his spirit, we now have received that 
power, but we have also received the authority to use that power. And the authority that God is telling us to use here, by God, he's telling us to command the works that his hands have already made possible at Calvary. And it is something that this book is telling us to do. The Lord is not telling us to beg him to do something or to make something happen that we need. He's telling us, I've already accomplished it at the cross. I've already completed it at Calvary. And so then he comes back to mankind and he gives them glory and fills them with the spirit which is power and the authority that comes with it and he says now 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 I want you to start commanding into reality the works of my hands that I accomplished at the cross oh hallelujah oh hallelujah and we're in good company today we're in good company good biblical company because when when we step out in faith and when we step out in boldness and declare the word of the Lord and declare the works of God's hands we are in good company for this is exactly what they did in the in the New Testament for we read of Jesus's disciples commanding healings commanding deliverance commanding provision commanding miracles When they ministered to other people, they commanded these things. For instance, look at what Peter said. Look at what Peter does when he was confronted by the lame man at the gate called Beautiful. Acts chapter 3 verse 6. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. Watch the commandment. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. What was he doing? He was commanding the work that Christ had already accomplished at Calvary. A few chapters later, we find Peter commanding the works of God's hand again. Acts chapter 9 and verse 33. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. Oh, hallelujah. He commanded the works of God's hand. When confronted with a young lady that had died, this is what Peter does. Acts chapter 9 and verse 40. Stay with me, please. Acts chapter 9 and verse 40. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed. And turning him to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. She was dead, but he had the faith and the boldness to believe that the, the power of the Holy Ghost within him would allow him to speak and command the works of God in her life. And she arose from the dead. And it wasn't just one person in the New Testament that was accomplishing these things. For the Bible says this also about a man by the name of Paul. Acts chapter 14 and verse 8. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked in his life. Verse 9. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be be healed. Verse 10. He said with a loud voice, Paul speaks up with a loud voice, and he says, stand upright on thy feet. Here was a man who had never walked, and Paul looks at him and commands it 
Stand upright on your feet. And the Bible says, and he leaped and he walked. He commanded the works of God's hands to become a reality in this man's life. And that is exactly what happened in that man's life. And I'm simply trying to remind someone and give education and revelation to somebody else that you and I have that same power within us. Peter didn't have more Holy Ghost than what you have. Paul didn't have any more Holy Ghost than what you and I have. They just had a boldness and a revelation of who they were in God and who they were in Christ that they could command the works of God's hands to become a reality in those that they were ministering to. In fact, I'll say this, but I almost think it is a form of disobedience to God. When we ask God to do something that he already told us to do. We go to God and we say, God, do this. God, do that. We need you to do this. When God already told us to command the works of his hands. I almost wonder if that is not a form of disobedience. For he did not tell us to ask him. He said, you do it. You command it. You speak it. No, you didn't bring it about. I brought it about because of Calvary. The only reason you're able to do it is because what I did at Calvary. But then I give you the power and the authority to speak into existence that which I accomplished at Calvary. You command the works of my hands. He said, you heal the sick. You raise the dead. You cleanse the leper. You cast out demons. Freely you have received something. What have we received? The power, the glory. Of God, and then he said, Freely give it, give it, speak it, command it, command it. I'm hurrying to a close, but we need to remember specifically for what I feel the Lord would want to do in the next few moments when we turn this broadcast off. I'm going to begin to play some music in just a minute, and I want some people to be bold in the Holy Ghost. But we need to remember that Christ accomplished this at Calvary. Isaiah 53, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. So the work of his hands and that which he already accomplished brought about the fact that we are healed. And because he purchased that right, the right for healing, because that was the work of his hands at the cross, you and I now can command healing into our lives and into the lives of those around us. And when we do, we can have absolute faith to believe that healing is going to be made manifest in the life that we just commanded it into. But the work of God's hands at Calvary didn't just stop at purchasing a physical miracle. But the work of his hands accomplished everything necessary so that again he could speak this to you and I. I think we've already quoted it, but let me quote it again. Everything necessary was accomplished at Calvary so that he could then give us this command, Matthew 10 and 7. And as you go, as you live out your life, as you go and live out in the context of whatever your day looks like, he said, I want you to preach. I want you to declare. I want you to proclaim the gospel of Jesus saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he says this. 
this. And here's what I want you to do. If you got the Holy Ghost, if you got the glory of, of my presence within you, he said, I want you to heal the sick. I want you to cleanse the leper. I want you to raise the dead. I want you to cast out devils. Freely you have received. Freely give. You say, well, I don't know if we could do all that. Let me tell you something. We are the replacement body of Jesus Christ on this earth. And if Jesus did that in his body on this earth, then you and I can do the same thing because we are now the body of Christ. Whatever he did in his fleshly body, we can do in the spiritual body of the church. And so if he did it, you and I can do it. But not just that, because Jesus said, you're going to be able to do greater things than anything that I ever did. Let me tell you something. He didn't say pray for the sick. He said heal the sick. He didn't say pray for the leper. He said heal the leper. He didn't say pray for those that were demon possessed. He said cast out the devil. Why? Because you've received something in you. You've received a power that is greater than every sickness. You've received a power that is greater than every disease. You've received a power that is greater than every demonic force that may be coming against you. So you don't have to play around with that stuff. He said you've got authority over that. You need to begin to understand who you are. And you need to begin to speak in faith, declare in faith, and command the works of his hands. Come on, somebody, let's pray. Come on, somebody, let's pray right now. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the presence of the Lord right now. Even in that room where you are, even in that living room where you are right now, come on, I want somebody to have faith. I want somebody to have a spiritual boldness rise up within you. Listen, if you're sick in body right now, if there's somebody in that room that's sick in body right now, if you've got a friend or a family member that's sick in body right now, listen, if it's for you, go ahead and lay your hand on your own head. Command the works of Jesus. If it's somebody in the room, I don't care if it's awkward, lay your hand on him. Pray the prayer of faith. Command the works of his hands. Hear me. If it's a friend or family member that's not there, go ahead in just a moment. Pick up the phone and call them. Ask them, can I pray for you? I believe when I pray for you, when I get done praying for you over the phone, God is going to heal your body and we're going to get a testimony of your miracle. Can I pray for you over the phone? Go ahead and let somebody be bold enough to call somebody and pray. Come on, I feel like we're going to get miracle reports. I believe we're going to get miracle reports out of this service today. Come on, somebody release your faith. Come on, somebody be bold in the Holy Ghost. Be bold in the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter what it is. Command the works of his hands. It doesn't matter if it's emotional, physical, relational, financial, spiritual, whatever it is. Command the works of his hands. He purchased that healing at Calvary for whatever it is command, command it command it in faith not hoping it's going to happen but knowing it already has happened at the cross and so now we're just going to speak it in faith in the name of Jesus oh hallelujah, amen we're going to close off the broadcast now we're going to begin to play some music but as that plays I want you to be bold I want you to release the faith of God that is within you I want you to understand you've got the power of the Holy Ghost coursing through your veins and you are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Come on, that's it. Pray, pray, pray. Be bold in the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah.